You're listening to Linked AM. Tell your story on Linked Live and get noticed. You're listening to Carl Wolfenden on the Business Class Show and is not always affiliated with the guests and the topics discussed. Any financial statements are the opinions of the individual and you should seek professional advice before making any decisions. Upgrade your listening to Business Class, the show that puts you in the big leather comfy seats. So sit back and enjoy our take on the trending business issues of the week. Howdy, folks. Here he is, the Texas Brit, the guy with the stiff upper lip, filling his 10-gallon hat and his cowboy boots, Carl Wolfenden. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Linked AM here on Business Class News. And, you know, you, you know me. You've been listening to me for years now. I mean, we've been, this is about our eighth year now that we've been on air. And, um, you know, we, we, my passion, uh, and we've really brought it to the forefront over the past, um, you know, couple of years, uh, really since the, the pandemic hit. As soon as we said, oh, we're going to do this, the pandemic hit. But um, it was about, the future of the workforce and you know in that journey over the past two years i've, I've met some fantastic people uh, and of course one of those people was uh, michael steiner of best robotics and uh, he and i have had many conversations on on air uh, where we've talked about you know different uh, you know ways that uh, you know employers are actually looking at the future workforce etc uh, and 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 really sort of start to frame out you know that how that future workforce is going to pay, take place so um he introduced me to my next guest um you know uh, mike bright of course who is uh, the professor and chair i'm reading this of electrical and computer engineering at grove city college in grove city pennsylvania uh, mike thank you for joining me today it's a delight to be here carl and i appreciate uh, your show oh but well, it's great i mean you sent me your resume and it was i mean oh my goodness me you, you are you, you, your experience and your your sort of your richness of things that you've been doing over the past you know and and you're only 21 so i don't know how you crammed it all in <laughs> for the third time <laughs> well, well tell me about grove city uh, college uh, you know and, and the school of engineering there what what, what do you do there well, first, let me just comment. Uh, resumes are normally one page, maybe two if you really go. On the academic side, we basically say, I was first in my class at kindergarten at uh, putting the blocks <laughs> on top of each other. We have every accomplishment that's ever been done in mankind's history. So they, they, they come across a little bit better than they really are no no I, I i know i know you're a very accomplished person so so yeah so tell me more about the, what, what you guys do over at grove city sure grove city college uh an hour north of pittsburgh pennsylvania we're a small liberal arts college uh we're explicitly christian but one of the things that drew me to the place was uh we have this classic liberal arts focus but they've always included the professional programs in there strong business program strong entrepreneurship program mechanical engineering electrical engineering computer science um 
So it's it's not just the philosophical humanities kind of thing. Uh, we we truly are the liberal arts. We have all the pieces we put together, uh, and it has been a great place for me. Our School of Engineering, uh, like I said, we've got mechanical engineering, electrical engineering. We're just starting up computer engineering. We've got computer science, but we have engineers that have to take a liberal arts curriculum so they have a full exposure to the other side of the world. They, they're, they're excellent with their math, with their science, with their engineering techniques, but they can put that all into a bigger perspective of how that fits into the world. So, so the you and I have had many conversations off mic, you know, because, yeah. you know, my passion is uh, technology, innovation, et cetera. But the role of the engineer has changed. Uh, so, so, so what do you focus on when you are teaching this? You say that they have that, that roundedness of, of, uh, of experience that you try and put them in front of. 20 years ago, we had a fighting chance as engineering professors to give the students all the knowledge, all the skills they needed for a career in engineering. That no longer exists. Uh, studies tell us that the students uh, graduating from my, my institution are going to have seven to 11 completely separate careers in their life. The best we can do is teach them how to teach themselves, how to learn, give them that curiosity to continue to grow, to expand, uh, you're aware of technology, it's constantly changing, and we just have to make them nimble enough uh, to get along there. Now, part of that human side is human change, humans change much slower than technology, and so you have to understand how are we making this technology that fits well with the humans that we're making this for. Uh, my particular field, electrical and computer engineering, is incredibly broad. And so there's all these different subspecialties and all these very specific skills that they need. All we can do in four years is give them a solid base. Here's a broad set of knowledge that you're going to be able to apply. We're very project focused so that they're learning how a project works. And in every project, they have to learn a new skill or a new tool or a new idea. And we're building that into every project you do for the rest of your life, you're going to be learning something new along the way. So, you know, will this be on the final exam? Yes, every bit of it will be on the final exam, just not necessarily in the form you're seeing it now. So um, that, and I mentioned we're explicitly Christian place. Engineers in particular take ethics very seriously. Every engineering society out there has a code of ethics. Every one of those code of ethics says you owe your employer some things that as an engineer, you will use your skills for the benefit of humanity, for the welfare of everyone. And we're very intentional here and we weave that into a variety of classes. It's very explicit in a number. So we want them using technology to solve the right problems to help people. Absolutely. And we've talked about that. When you touched on that, you know, when we were chatting, you know, and when we said we've got to talk, we've got to get you on the, as a guest, you know, that is a very big, you know, a part of um, engineering that we talked about. When you invent something and the innovation, you know, innovation can be very powerful, but it can also be very destructive if used in, in, a, in a sort of a unethical way. So you're absolutely right. Engineers have um, you know, a, a sort of a purpose to actually make sure that that does not, you know, go over that line. Um, and if you identify it, 
because somebody can, can invent something and then it be taken completely out of context of what it was originally, you know, designed for. One of the one of the conversations I have with my students is, you know, you create a technology and you you put that into the user's hands, and the users have responsibility to use that uh, for its intended purpose, to not subvert it to to some evil or bad purpose. But I instill in them, they as the engineers, it's it's not that this technology is neutral. You need to build into it. Here we're solving the right problem in the first place. And we're building in such a way that it's easy to use for a good purpose and difficult to use for a bad purpose. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. You know, you know, we 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 had conversation with Michael and and some of your other colleagues mm -hmm. over there because I know you're involved with Best uh, Robotics. We'll talk about that right. in a second. But um, you know, have you seen like an increase or decrease in? the amount of people that want to go into engineering? Because I know there's been a gap identified, but um, is that is that something that you've seen? Uh, the gap is still huge. The opportunities for employment for my graduates is just phenomenal. Uh, these things go in cycles. Uh, mechanical engineering has been up in enrollment for a few years. I think they're starting to moderate. Electrical engineering has been uh, down for a bit, but that, that seems to be rising. But we're not producing nearly enough engineers for the demand that's out there. Um, industry is just, uh, just hungry for people that can solve problems. And again, people that can come in and take a problem and say, well, I know how to do that piece. I know how to do that piece. I don't know that one or that one, but I know how to learn how to do that. And we will figure it out. And uh, they want people that are just very creative. And, and I mentioned before, they're nimble, they're able to pivot. We're headed this direction, the technology and new technologies came up. Well, we need to shift gears and go with the flow. So large corporations, you know, that are out there, um, they're competing with the nimble, smaller startups, et cetera. What do you think is the, the opportunity um, is, is, it, is it, should you focus on going into large industry or should you look at these startups or is, is there not really a, a sort of a, a focus that somebody that wants to go into engineering should take? I, I'm just curious. Sure. Uh, beginning of my career, I spent 13 years at IBM, kind of the model big, um, but any big business that's still in business today, and many of them are not, uh, they have had to adopt some of that uh, small startup nimble mentality. They've remade themselves. Uh, I, I look at IBM now and it is utterly and completely different than the company that I worked for. Um, <laughs> one of those 21 age, age years ago. <laughs> 21 years um, ago, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I, I spend a lot of time talking to the companies that are going to hire my graduates that employ uh, my undergraduates uh, for the summer. And it's very interesting. I'm talking to engineering companies that are they're deeply involved in technology. And every one of them starts to talk about several other aspects first. They talk about communication. The day of the engineer that is a geek and a nerd that can't speak to people, that can't understand people is gone. They need people who can communicate orally, that can write persuasively, that is able to put together a business pitch that makes sense not only to the business, but to the customer that we're trying to sell that to. They want people with that broader perspective. Yes, you have the technical skills to design this little circuit board that goes onto a bigger piece that goes into the solution, 
but do you understand what the entire thing is going to do for people? Uh, so again, they're, they're, they're very human focused. And then, oh yeah, they have to know calculus, differential equations, uh, electrical circuits, uh, you know, electromagnetic theory and all that other stuff. <laughs> and it's funny, it's like, well, that, that's a lot of hard stuff, but it, it, they really are looking for a much broader skill set today. Uh, and they need an engineer that does understand all of the technical pieces, but can put that in the right perspective to solve the problems that we need to solve. See, I, I, I think that segues nicely. So I, I was going to ask you about, you know, Best Robotics. You know, because I know you were involved in Best Robotics. You were the president as such. And I know you're still involved, et cetera. Uh, and, and Michael had talked about uh, on, on a couple of shows prior to, to, to you coming on the show mm -hmm. about how you take these young students and you put them through a program over a period of time that make them aware that there are different elements of an overall project. And, and so you've got the marketing side, you've got the, the presentation side, you've got the how do you present, you know, the idea, how do you document it, et cetera. You take, so that's like from the ground, you know, ground level all the way through, and then they get to, to explain experience all of this so so in terms of what you're seeing from middle school through to high school uh, is that is that are they teaching that type of thing or is this is this needed to be taught well in 2008 2009 i was looking for some way to connect our engineering program with local schools uh, as an admissions thing, we, we wanted to attract those students to come in. The first pitch I heard about Best Robotics was exactly what I just said. Uh, what are my companies looking for when I get them done with college? What do I want for them coming in? I want them to be able to communicate, to be able to stand up and, and give a persuasive talk, to be able to write their thoughts down in a coherent way to understand the marketing, uh, the, the, the business side of, of the thing. But at the end of the day, in Best Robotics, they still have to build a robot that obeys the laws of physics. They have to use math. They have to do the calculations. So again, they're producing that rounded individual with that project-based experience. And one of the things they quickly learn is the first robot they build is going to fail. <laughs> Right. They have yep. to figure out, okay, well, now we have to pivot. We have to do this a little bit differently. And when I'm talking to new schools, that's one of the um, selling points. When you're sitting in school and the teacher asks a question, you know that there's one right answer. If I don't get that right answer, then I'm, I've failed. And I tell them, guess what? Here in Best Robotics, we want you to fail. We want you to fail repeatedly. But every time you fail... You analyze what went wrong. You think about the perspective. You say, okay, how can we fix that? And let's make it better the next time. And let's make it better the next time. And let's make it better the next time. And I talked to the teams that come and participate here. And they had a group of students that had this idea for a robotic arm. And they had another group of students with a different idea. Which idea is better? Try it out. Test it in the real world. See how it works. And let the real world decide which is the best idea. And inevitably, the best idea is pieces of both. Yeah, you got this piece right. But boy, if we put this uh, wrist on the end of the arm like my idea was, 
that turns out to be a winning combination. And that's exactly the kind of creativity, the perseverance, um, because, you know, none of us likes to fail. But if we learn how to fail well, then they're going to be great engineers. And that's exactly the people I want coming in. Uh, they, they've learned the math, they've learned the science, but they've learned in the perspective of a bigger context of the project itself. Uh, and I've been delighted with the progress we've made uh, with, with Best Robotics here. And as you mentioned, I've played a role with the national organization and uh, we've gotten some great students out of it. But it's also the human side and anybody that, that hangs around best and you've talked with Michael, uh, we just have lots of great human stories. Um, the, the robotics team is often the home for the wayward children that couldn't find uh, a home with this group, that group or the other. But here in the robotics team, if you're willing to try, if you're willing to work, if you have a spark of creativity, we've got a place for you. And, and I've just seen students just light up and get excited and become engaged with school. And those are the students I want, the, 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 the excited, the, 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 uh, the ones that are into it, that are creative, that they're engaged. Well, I think, you know, we, we talked about it at the top of the hour, didn't we, when we, we talked about how, you know, you have to have this roundedness. And what yep. I love about what I've heard about what BEST does is that you learn to become part of a team. Yes. And engineers have this uh, stereotype sort of persona of being very isolated and sort of, you know, but they're not, not now. Not now. I mean, I mean I, I, my, my next question is, you know, what is the future of engineering look like? But I think we've talked about it. it it's, it's actually, it's not just an innovative idea. It's about putting together a team that is going to actually, you know, create something that has an output that has, as you say, hu a human um, benefit at the end of it. One of the taglines for my students, uh, my generation picked off all the problems that one person could solve in a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> so those problems are all gone. The only problems that are left are problems that are big and they're complicated. It's going to take a team and it's going to take years and frankly, we did all the easy ones. The only ones left are the impossible ones. So you all have to figure that out. Uh, another thing I talk with students about, uh, to be an engineer, it helps to be brilliant. I have some students in class, you know, they, they just eat calculus for lunch and we throw electromagnetic theory at them and they go, yeah, that's fine. That's great. But when I talk to employers, a lot of them like a B student a student that had to work, that had to struggle, that they got the assignment in class that I have no idea how to do that, or that just looks impossible, but perseverance. They, they took it, they said, okay, I, I can solve this little piece of it. Okay, well, I got that. And then, and then I chew away at the next piece and I chew at the next piece and the problem will not beat me. I'm just gonna take that problem and I'm gonna chew it and, and try it and try this solution, try that solution, fail, fail, fail until we succeed and the problem is solved. And that's the kind of student that had to struggle to get there that a lot of engineering companies want because they're solving problems that are impossible. And so they want somebody that's solved impossible problems before because I will not let it beat me. Yep. 
Yep, that's what, that's an attitude I, I I think is instilled with everybody that I think touches you know <laughs> your department and that and that that actually uh, the the whole sector of engineering. So unfortunately, we're coming to the end of our little conversation yep, yep. here. Um, but um, you know, in summary, you know, I, I love what how we how you just positioned how it's the journey that you take a student that's through. And even and their mentality of how they come into the program. It's not just about this. It's about this. It's about team as such. Yes. How do how do how what would you do? What, what's your suggestion? What is your advice to somebody listening to this? Maybe a parent of a kid that wants to uh, get into engineering and innovation, um, or somebody that's actually in a sector now where they want to advance themselves in innovation. What's your advice to them? Find a team. Um, you've mentioned that. That's just critical. Uh, if you have a creative idea go with it and and try it and it will fail and you pick yourself up dust yourself off analyze what went wrong how can i do that a little bit differently um and just keep plugging away entrepreneurs every successful entrepreneur you know what are we talking well i failed at this i failed at this i failed at this i failed at this and then i finally succeeded and it was a radical success and it changed everything so find a team inspire them. And again, you have to be able to communicate to, to, to inspire them, but go for it. Try it. Love it, Mike. Uh, I thank you for joining me this morning. Uh, as, as you know, we've talked about, as we said, off mic and everything. And I, I knew, I knew that everything we were going to talk about on this, on this little segment was going to, was going to excite me and excite the audience out there. And uh, I'm going to put all the information about, you know, Grove City College um, uh, on the post that, that goes with this uh, with this podcast, as well as the video that we'll be sharing. And um, again, I appreciate for everything that you do uh, for the students and uh, also for the future of humanity, because technology is part of that, but it it's is. got the human element to it as well. So thank you, Mike. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course, that was uh, Mike Bright of, uh, you know, Grove City College um, in Pennsylvania, uh, Grove City, Pennsylvania. And, you know, if, if you've been listening to some of the other segments that we've been doing, you, you'll understand how excited I am and why I'm excited, because, you know, it, it, a lot of the things that Mike's been talking to me about, as I say, you know, uh, you know, out of the studio, uh, it really sort of connects everything together. And I, I encourage you to go and check out, you know, Grove City College and, and see what they're doing there the electric the mechanical uh, electrical uh, engineering side and um and and also with the best robotics program uh, that mike was involved in as well and i put all the details below this post and as i always say go out there have some fun go and invent something but uh, have some fun and make some money because of course this is business class news business class news and so you're going to go out there but at the same time be safe so uh, until the next time have a great great rest of the week and i'll see you next time cheers bye-bye